Credit scores mean everything to us. They allow us to buy homes, cars, and even work at particular jobs. If you have a bad credit score though, functioning in society can be very difficult, if not impossible. The ancient world also had credit scores, though they called it honor, but their scores weren't determined through spending habits. Instead, they were born with their score. But in today's gospel, Jesus offers them a way to get the best score possible. Tune in to find out how and whether we too can get better credit. You're listening to The Way with Father Dustin Lyon, a podcast of the Ephesus School Network. Welcome back to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Father Dustin. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to John. Let us be attentive. Jesus answered by saying to them, Amen, amen, I tell you, unless someone is born anew, taking it from the top, he can't see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a person be born when he's old? He can hardly go into his mother's womb a second time and be born again, can he? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I'm telling you, unless someone is born out of water and wind, breath, spirit, he can't enter the kingdom of God. Which born out of flesh and blood is flesh and blood, but which born out of the life breath is the life breath. Don't be bewildered by what I say to you. All of you must be born anew, taking it straight from the top. The wind winds, the breath breathes, wherever it wants to, and you hear its sound, its voice. But you don't know where it comes from, or where it's headed. That's the way everyone is, who's born out of the life breath. Nicodemus answered by saying to him, How can the things you speak of come into birth, into being? Jesus answered by saying to him, You're the teacher of all Israel, and you don't know these things? Amen, amen, I tell you, what we know we say, and we testify to what we've seen. But you people don't accept our testimony. If I've spoken to you about the things that are on this earth, yet you don't believe me, how will you believe if I speak to you about the things that are in the sky? But no one has gone up to the sky unless he came down from the sky before as the son of humankind. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so must the son of humankind be lifted up, so that whoever trusts in him can have life for all time. This is in fact how much God loved the world. He gave his uniquely begotten son born to him, so that everyone who trusted in him wouldn't be annihilated, but would have life for all time. God, you see, didn't send the Son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world could be rescued through him. Whoever trusts him isn't judged, but whoever doesn't trust in him has been judged already, because he didn't trust in the name of the uniquely begotten Son born to God. The judgment is this. The light came into the world, but people loved darkness rather than light 
as the things they did were contemptible. Everyone who does despicable things hates the light and doesn't come near the light for fear that it's going to find him guilty of what he's done. But whoever acts on the truth comes to the light so that the things he's done show brightly and clearly that they were done through the power of God. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. The Sunday reading for this past Sunday, the Sunday before the exaltation of the cross, was actually John 3, verses 13 through 17. But I've decided for the podcast to read a bit more so that you have some context. What I read was John 3, verses 3 through 21. As I mentioned in the introduction, in our Western, modernized society, life is largely determined by your credit score. A credit score, as many of you know, is a number between 300 to 850. A good score is generally above 700, though that number may vary slightly. This score, at its basic level, is supposed to tell a potential lender the possibility of you paying back a debt. This is important information for a bank to know if they're going to give you a loan. It's also important information for a utility company or a landlord to know, especially since they will be providing services or housing up front and asking for payment after you've used their services. For the consumer, this number determines whether you can rent an apartment, buy a car, or buy a home. Sometimes it may determine whether you're fit for a particular job or not. Your credit score, for better or worse, controls the quality of your life and what you can and can't do. Now, the ancient world obviously didn't have credit scores, but they did have something very similar, honor, and its opposite, shame. And thinking of honor in terms of credit scores is probably the best way for us to get a glimpse into the ancient world, a world that's very foreign to us. If you had honor, you could hold positions of power. You could buy and sell in the marketplace, and you could borrow money. In short, you had standing and perhaps even power in society. If you did not have honor, or if you had been shamed, then it was like having a bad credit score, You had difficulty doing things in life. You had difficulty surviving. You might be an outcast, or you might have to resort to begging in the streets. In short, honor was everything in the ancient world. On a side note, I should say that shame was what happened when you reached for something higher than your honor allowed. For example, you presented yourself at a higher station than you actually were. In order to be put in your place, society would shame you. That is, they would knock you down a few pegs to make sure that you knew your place. Additionally, if you had done something that was below your station in society, that is, if you didn't act honorably, you could be shamed so that you lose honor points. Your standing could go down and you'd be disgraced. As you can see, you really can't think of honor and shame in terms of a credit score. Though honor points weren't recorded as credit scores are, people would have generally known whether someone was honorable or not. These honor scores would have been known through 
the local gossip lines. What's probably most important about honor is that it was, in large part, determined at your birth. If you were born into a privileged family, you automatically had your parents' honor attributed to you. And if you were born to someone without honor, you also had no honor. To put it another way, your honor was determined by your genetics, and, with only a few exceptions, you were, for the most part, stuck with the honor status attributed to you when you were born. Now, with all of this in mind, let's turn to today's Gospel reading. What does Jesus say? He says, Amin, Amin, Legosi, Ian mitis yenithi anothen, u thinata identi vasilien tutheu. Unless someone is born from above, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Anothen can mean from above or again. It's sort of like our English expression, take it from the top. Literally, you're referring to above, but the implication is to do something again. It's this double meaning that confuses Nicodemus in the passage. But why would Jesus say this? What does he mean by it? In other words, why is this being born from above so important for Jesus? Think about it. If you could be reborn with different parents, you might be able to change your honor rating. You'd be able to change your social standing, the status of your life. You might actually be able to be someone of worth. For Jesus, being born from above is a way of giving people a new birth status. Remember, you inherited your honor from your father. In this case, being born from above means we inherit the honor that belongs to God, which is the highest sort of honor there is. Imagine the implications. Imagine what all this means. It means that someone who was shut out of society because of their honor status now has an opportunity to be included. They aren't worthless or a nobody. Jesus is offering everyone a perfect credit score, a cool 850. You don't have to worry about whether you can get a loan for a new house or if a landlord will give you a lease for the apartment you want. You don't have to worry about going to the car dealership and wondering if your credit score will prevent you from buying that new Mustang. Jesus says, if you are born from above, then you get God's credit score. In the kingdom, we are family, and we relate to each other on an equal basis, as brothers and sisters. But you may be asking, how does all of this work? How exactly are we to be born from above? Many people think Jesus is talking about baptism here. Being born of the Spirit and of the water sounds a bit like baptism. But I'm going to argue that here, in the Gospel of John, That's not what he's talking about. Instead, he's referring to the cross. Here's what Jesus tells Nicodemus. Let me read it again. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so must the Son of humankind be lifted up, so that whoever trusts in him can have life for all time. 
The Son of Man being lifted up is, of course, a metaphor for the cross. And John's account of the crucifixion has some interesting details in it that the other Gospels don't include. After he was crucified, they gave him some wine to drink. And here's what happens next in the Gospel of John. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Then, after he gives up his spirit, people are wondering if Jesus is actually dead. So Pilate sends a soldier to check. Again, here's what the Gospel of John says. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead, and they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. So now we have the spirit and water. It seems to me, if you're following, that Jesus pours out his spirit and himself in the form of water and blood at the crucifixion. It's this event, his death on the cross, that becomes the means by which we become a part of the kingdom. It's in this moment we become children of God. And all of this, this rebirth, is done from above. Literally, as Jesus hangs above us, on the cross. This seems to be confirmed in the post-resurrection appearances. Again, here's the Gospel of John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Judeans, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. It's only after the crucifixion, after his side was pierced and water poured forth, that Jesus descends again, this time to breathe his Spirit into us. And through this, we are recreated. We are reborn. We are born from above. In other words, on the cross, Jesus gives up his spirit so that it can be poured over all of us. And in this, we inherit a new sort of dignity. Our credit scores are renewed and we become brothers and sisters instead of adversaries. The only final thing to add is what Jesus tells Nicodemus. Whoever trusts in him can have life for all time. A new family awaits, the family of God. All that is required is that we trust that the humiliating death of Christ on the cross is the act that brings us into the kingdom, the act that gives us a new credit score. Until next time, keep walking the way. God bless you.